welcome to the I Matter podcast, future-proof your business, career, teams, and organization. Here's your host, Gahan Pereira. Hello and welcome to the I Matter podcast, the first episode for 2016. So first, let me start by saying Happy New Year. I hope you had a good break over Christmas and are now looking forward to an exciting and successful 2016. So how was your year? Mine was mixed. Some things turned out better than I expected, and some things fell a little bit short. But I reckon that falling short isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? If you're achieving everything that you set out to do, perhaps you're not aiming high enough. So I hope you've got some ambitious goals for 2016, because I do. I hope you do as well. Now, I often interview other people in this podcast, but today you're getting just me. And I'm going to be talking about three things here. So first of all, five things that you should commit to do in 2016 to get your business or your team fit for the future. The second thing is goal setting for the 21st century. And the third is how to kickstart 2016 with business innovation. So let's get going. I'm a regular contributor to Winston Marsh's business marketing program, which is an audio program that he sends out monthly. And Winston recently asked me to suggest five things that business owners and entrepreneurs should do for 2016. So here are my suggestions, and I think they apply to all businesses and all leaders. As a futurist, I'm often thinking about the future. So when I started thinking about five really important things that you must do in your business to make it successful in the next 12 months, I wanted to give you some ideas that are not only about the next 12 months, but will also help you future-proof your business for the long term. Because of course, we want to look ahead more than 12 months, but I also want to give you some really practical things to do. All right, so let's get started. Number one, spend two days on doing something important. Now, this is not just doing anything, but it's about something that you've been putting off because you know it takes some time to get started. For example, a few years ago, I switched my email from Outlook to Gmail. And that took me about two days effort, which was spread out over about a week, to get back to my old level of productivity. Same thing happened when I switched from uh, my accounting software, which was running off my laptop, to a cloud-based accounting system. Again, it took about two days effort overall to understand the new system. Now, two days sounds like a lot of time, especially in today's busy world. How can you afford to find two days to learn a new email system or use a new accounting package or something else? Maybe you need to recruit somebody new in your business and you're worried about training time or document something important in your business so that it becomes part of your systems or maybe build a new website. Now you might have been putting off these things because you know it takes some time to get started and it's not easy to make the time especially when you think of all the other things that you could be doing with that time. Now most of which you're probably not doing but weigh up the short-term pain with the long-term gain. See the real question is if it has a long-term benefit how can you not afford the time? Now, this is especially important for established businesses. If you've been going for a while, you know you've got things in your business or your practice that are working, kind of. You've been able to get by with them for a while, but you know at the back of your mind that you could be doing things better. But you don't want to do it because you know that you can get by. The problem is that the longer you keep it going, the way it is, old and creaking and falling apart, it is going to fall apart and newer, faster, smarter competitors are going to come along and do it better than you can. So set aside two days. Two days is really all you need and you'd be surprised how much you can get done. Two solid days of work is a long time. Now you don't have to lock yourself in a room for two days and do nothing else. It's okay to spread out that two days of work over say a week or two but you'll be amazed at what you can achieve. The most important thing is to get started. Just two days, that's all I ask. 
Number two, learn something new. I want you to learn something new, maybe something personal, maybe something professional. But there's a specific way that I want you to learn it, by doing an online course. Go to opentostudy.com, which is open, the number two, and then study.com, and sign up for one of their courses. They're free, open to everybody, and high quality. In fact, they're backed by a number of Australian and New Zealand universities. This is the way that people learn now. This is the way that people collaborate. Education is bringing millions of people out of poverty, and this is the way it's happening. So learn it for yourself, because you really need to know how education, innovation, and collaboration are working now in the 21st century. But also learn it for your kids and your grandkids and everybody in your team as well. Show them how to do it and encourage them to learn something new. And if you're talking about your team members, then give them time, yes, on your time, to do it, to learn from it, and ideally to put it into practice in your business or your practice. Number three, try Uber. And I'm sure you've heard of Uber. Some of you might already be using it. In case you haven't heard of it, it's that San Francisco company which has now gone worldwide that's competing head-to-head with taxi companies in many cities around the world. And it's winning. Now, whether it's legal or not is a bit of a grey area. In many places, it's not yet considered legal. But in Canberra, in the Australian Capital Territory, they've now made Uber legal. And I reckon it's going to become legal all around the world. So let's not argue about whether it's legal or not. I want you to try it. Now, I'm not an owner in Uber. I don't own shares. But I want you to experience how it works. So download and install the free Uber app now. And then, sometime over the next couple of months, try it. Here's how I'd like you to try it. Take a taxi somewhere, perhaps to a Christmas party or a New Year's Eve party or anywhere, and then take Uber back home and compare the difference. See, what Uber has done is look at every little complaint, pain point and problem about using taxis and it's fixed them. Now, some people call it disruptive, but it's not, at least not according to the definition of disruptive innovation. But I don't care whether you call it disruptive or not. I don't want to quibble over the words. What I want you to do is see how it's been very, very, very smart at identifying every little problem that customers have in a particular industry and then fixing them. And if Uber can do it to the taxi industry, why can't you in your industry? What are the problems and pain points of your customers, clients and patients and what can you do to fix them? You don't have to fix them all, just fix one and you'll be streets ahead of your competitors. Number four, ask your team members for advice. This is something I'd like you to make a habit in your business, not just a once-off, but do it regularly. Make it a point to go to every person in your business, even the most junior people, in fact, especially the most junior people, and ask for their advice. Not about how to do their job better, but about how to make your business better. You'll be amazed at what they say. In fact, if you've never done this before, you might be amazed at what they know. You know, your practice manager might be a successful YouTube video blogger at home. A recent graduate might be the leader of some important social cause. A senior manager might be doing one of those online courses that I mentioned earlier on her own time. That quiet, introverted technician might have joined Toastmasters to develop his presentation skills. Now, all of these people have skills, talents and abilities which are far beyond their day-to-day work. And when you ask for their advice and listen to it and act on it, of course, they get the chance to share those skills. And that's good for everybody. And number five, set one big, hairy and audacious goal for the next 12 months. So look for at least one idea that would light your fire, something that seems beyond your reach and might even appear crazy to most other people. It's the sort of thing that could change your world. And you get to define what change means and what world means. 
It might be something personal, something to do with your health, or your relationships, or wealth and money. It might be something for your business, like getting rid of all meetings, or, or turning your team inside out to be more customer-centric. It could be about engaging your local community to support your business, or speaking at a TEDx event in your area. Or it could be something on a broader scale, like changing the way that your industry treats women, or saving the black rhino from extinction, as one of my really good friends is doing, or creating a new accounting standard. Whatever it is, pick something that's big and a little bit scary. Sam Skilache from the Cloud Company Storage Box puts it this way, If 80% think it's the dumbest idea ever and should die in a fire, and 20% think it's the best thing they've ever seen, then you've probably got something. So I hope you find those five things useful. Five really important things you must do in your business to be successful over the next 12 months. Now, I wasn't the only person who suggested five ideas for Winston's business marketing program. He had some of his other regular contributors doing exactly the same thing in their areas of expertise. It's really valuable, and if you'd like to know more about the program, then check it out at winstonmarsh.com.au. In fact, the next segment is also from that program. This time it's about goal setting. And in this segment, Winston interviews me about the nine things that successful people do differently. I think you'll find it useful, especially if you're setting your goals for 2016 right about now. Gihad Pereira, good to see you here on Business Marketing again. Thanks very much, Winner. Great to be here. Now, your great new book, the one that I've been really enjoying reading, The Future of Leadership. I'm very pleased to have it, and there's some remarkably good stuff in there. So can you elaborate by what you mean on modern goal setting, and then most importantly, tell us all about it, because it's an area where lots of people have lots of trouble. Yes, they do, we know. And I think that the traditional way of goal setting has some limitations. There's some things that are really good about it. But now that our world's changing so fast, it's no longer possible to realistically set 12-month goals and assume that you can achieve them in 12 months. And also the whole idea of smart goal setting, which I'm sure that you've come across, many people would have heard of, and that works, but it's got some limitations. So I think modern goal setting is based around setting shorter goals, and I like to think of them as 90-day goals or 90-day projects, and then plan um, those next 90 days so that you can achieve your goals, even if things change around you. Yes, I like the idea of chopping it back to 90, 90 days. That one year or longer we used to have far too long in this very high-paced world. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Dr. Heidi Grant Halverson has done some excellent research into this, we know. And she's written this great little book called Nine Things That Successful People Do Differently. And she doesn't call it goal setting, but that's really what it is. And I, I find those nine things are really fantastic uh, ideas for applying to your 90-day projects. Okay, well, what about you give us the lowdown? Yep, okay. So, look, I've grouped them in three areas. I've, I've called them ready, aim, and fire. It's not what Dr. Grant Halverson does, but I think that uh, putting them in this sequence makes them uh, easy to follow and is a logical sequence. And I think the first three are about setting your goals. So, the ready things are pretty much what smart, smart goal setting is all about. So the first thing is to be specific about your goals. So um, have something where you'll be able to answer the question, how will we know that we've achieved it? And if you can't answer that question, then your goal isn't specific enough. So that's the first thing. 
And the second one, again, a lot of people who've done goal setting will have heard of this, which is to focus on what you will do and what you'll achieve rather than what you won't do and what you'll avoid. So have a picture in your mind of what the outcome is going to be uh, rather than what you're trying to avoid. Uh, so that's the second thing. And the third one, which is really interesting, is to be a realistic optimist. So be an optimist. I set goals that are challenging, that are stretch goals, that are some people call them big, hairy, audacious goals. They're great. They're really great because they'll keep you motivated, but also be realistic. So that the day that you set them, it might, it's very easy to assume that everything's going to go according to plan and there won't be any obstacles along the way. But you know that's not realistic. So to plan right at the start, for obstacles and things that might come up um, and then plan how you're going to manage them. And the nice thing about the 90-day project is that you can pretty much anticipate what's going to happen in the next 90 days. So you know things that are coming up. You may have uh, holidays coming up. You may have people who are going on leave. You may know that you're going to employ somebody else. You know there are big changes happening in government regulation that are going to affect your business. So those are the sort of things that you can plan for. And that's what she means by being realistic, not just being optimistic. Okay, so those are the three points under getting ready. Now, let's aim. Yeah, aiming is like looking at and setting plans for what's going to happen in the next 90 days. So and the first one, uh, Dr. Grant Halverson calls it, seize the moment. And that just means making time in your calendar and setting aside time in your calendar for working on your goals. And the research shows that the people who actually schedule time for work on their goals are more likely to achieve them. And, and, and I know we know, like some people will go, well, duh, that's pretty obvious. But if you look at most people's calendars, um, if you look at your own and look at mine, they, they've got meetings, appointments, interactions with other people. So in other words, most people's calendars are focused on other people's goals, not your own. So I reckon really give yourself the, the same respect that you pay to other people. So if you've got to work on your goals, uh, set time in your calendar to work on them and um, treat those with as much respect as you treat a meeting with anybody else. That's a good point, Gihan, because every year I resolve to tell my clients not to let their deadlines become mine, you know, yeah, because exactly. they get in the way of doing the things I really want to do. Yeah, exactly. And we, I think we all have this tendency to want to please people. And uh, so, you know, an email comes in and someone says, do you want to, can you please do this for me? Or even, do you want to get involved in this partnership? Or um, do you want to work together on this project? And, and you'd love to do it. And there are lots of opportunities that come up and they're great. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do them. It doesn't mean you should turn them all down, but make sure that the really important things, which are your 90 day projects, take priority and you fit everything else in around them. Okay, what's the second part of aiming? Okay, the second part of this is knowing what you've got left, not only what you've done so far. So when you start your 90-day project, it's kind of nice to, to look at your progress along the way and see what you've achieved. But pretty soon, once you've built up your momentum, what you really want to focus on is how much you've got left. So look at the, the gap between where you are and where you want to be. So it's like running a race, you know. So when you start, uh, if you can't see the finish line, that's okay. You just focus on putting one step in front of the other and uh, and getting ahead of uh, the, uh, your competitors. But as you get further and further along, what you're looking at is how far you have to go to the finish line. So focus on what you've got left, not just what you've done so far. As a runner, I know how important that is, Guyane. Well said. Yeah. 
Thanks, Vino. And I, I guess the other, the other part of this is that you're un, not only talking about your own personal goals, but you're talking about your team's goals as well and your business's goals. So share with your team members the progress that they've made, but also what they've, what's still left to be done to get them to the, to the finish line. And that helps motivate them as well. And it's very easy for us as leaders and managers to assume that our team members know the big picture because we can see it. We, that's all we're focusing on. We, we like to think about strategy. We like to think about the big picture. We like to think about our quarterly goals. But uh, team members don't necessarily, uh, some of them might, but don't leave it to chance. So help them as well so that they can see where, where you're all heading. Excellent. And the third part of aim? And the third part of this is a, a principle which applies particularly if you've got difficult or complex goals, which is to focus on getting better, not just being good. So this is what Dr. Gra- Heidi Grant Harvison calls it. And so what she means is, uh, as you're going, focus on um, the little incremental improvements you're making. So if all you do is you think about the end point and you think about the final goal, if it's difficult or complex, you may not know how to get there. So it's quite difficult to think ahead. So I, th- I think of my, my nephew, who's 12 at the moment, we know, and uh, he's a great l- little young batsman, a really great young cricketer, and he, he wants to play for Australia one day. And he's getting some really good coaching from a really professional coach at the moment. And the coach isn't focusing on, here's what you need to do to get your baggy green to play for Australia. He's focusing on, here's what you need to do to play the next ball and just get better at every ball that you face and every stroke that you play. And uh, because the goal is so far away, uh, it, that's, that's exactly the right thing to do. So focus on getting better and, and look at your incremental progress and um, particularly how you're getting better compared to yourself, not compared to the goal at the end and not necessarily compared to everybody else as well. Okay, and now we're up to the thing that everybody does first, which is fire. So what are your three yeah, points about yeah. that? That's right. And, and this is all about the obstacles that you're going to face. And, uh, and this is the realistic part of this, we know. So it's very easy to set these goals and plan for them. But then what's going to get in the way? And the first one is a thing that researchers are now calling grit. So you might call this persistence, determination, uh, resilience. It's all about knowing what's going to come through, uh, what's going to get in the way. So what's going to um, take you off your path or maybe other priorities are going to come along and how are you going to, how are you going to manage them? Um, and especially if you're working with a team, then involve your team in this as well. So get them to think ahead and ask them what might go wrong and, and come up with these scenarios. And it, it's not being pessimistic. It's just being, it's being realistic and really? uh, yeah. absolutely being realistic because you know things are going to change and things are going to, to get in the way. Um, it's nice to think that you can just set aside the next 90 days and everything's going to work perfectly, but that's not going to happen. So how are you personally uh, and as a leader and as a team member going to manage when things get in the way? Okay. Um, that's, yeah, that said, the next one is don't tempt fate. So it's, uh, there, there might be some really simple things that you can do to avoid obstacles. So, you know, if you've got a weight loss goal, we know, and you know that you eat too much, then uh, one of the things that you can do is don't stock up your fridge with lots of uh, fatty foods because then when the, when the fridge is calling you in the middle of the night, when you wake up and, uh, and your resistance is low, then uh, it's very easy for you to just walk down and you know, gorge yourself and um, you know, undo all the good work that you've done with your fitness goals and your healthy eating during the day. Um, so in the same way, 
in your business, if there are things that you can do to avoid obstacles, then do them. And, and one simple thing might be, for example, you might decide as a team that you know, you're not going to use social media at work. Um, now, if you do it, if you say to the team members, okay, no Facebook, no Twitter, then they might resent that. But if as a team, you decide that that's going to be the way that you work, then everyone's going to come on board with that. And they're more likely to stay, to stay motivated as, as well as stay focused on their goals. Indeed. Remove attractions and distractions. I think they'll uh, put that under. And the final point. Here. Yeah, exactly. And the last one is about willpower. The latest research is that willpower is a, is a bit like your physical muscles. So if you keep using your muscles, then they're going to wear out and, and you need to give them rest. And it's the same with things like willpower and decision-making. So you know, some of the research shows that people's willpower uh, does diminish in the evening. And that is why uh, you get the, you're more tempted or you're more likely to uh, succumb to temptation later, later in the day. Um, there's been some research that shows that people make worse decisions later in the day. Um, there's even been some research that shows that uh, judges, when they're making decisions which are supposed to be impartial, um, they do worse when it's later in the day or when they're tired. So things like willpower and decision-making are like your physical muscles. So don't try and work on too many goals at the same time. Um, in fact, that the best advice is work on one big goal at a time. Um, and again, you can do that when you've got 90-day projects or 90-day goals. Well, I'm sure people are going to succeed at goal setting having, having listened to this, Gihan. I found it fantastic. You've really got me revved up. So I'd Thanks better follow the nine points you make under Ready, Aim, Fire from your great book, The Future of Leadership. Thanks, Winner. And the other thing I will say is that if you want to get Dr. Heidi Grant Halverson's book, I, I just again, the name is uh, Nine Things That Successful People Do Differently. It's a very easy read and it's really valuable for any sort of goal setting or planning uh, for yourself and for your team. Well, that's nice of you, Gihan. And we'd better ask another question. Where do we get your book? Uh, yes, you can get that book at futureleadershipbook.com uh, or at my website, gihanperera.com. Thanks, Gihan. Wonderful. Again, if you'd like to know more about Winston's business marketing program, and I highly recommend it, then check it out at winstonmarsh.com.au. I also want to talk about my webinar series coming up in January. It's called Innovation Kickstart 2016. And in this three-part webinar series, I'm going to give you a glimpse into what's ahead in the future, not just for the 12 months, but even looking a few years ahead. And I'll also show you how to embrace and lead the change so that your business can be fit for the future. And I'm going to guide you through a realistic action plan to implement the ideas that you come up with in this webinar series. So it is a practical webinar series, and it's going to run over three weeks. Each webinar is an hour long. You'll get some time to work on your own business ideas during the webinars and also in between because they're a week apart. So the first week we talk about Innovate. So that's a glimpse into the future, including what's just around the corner for your industry. The second week is Integrate, where you enlist the help of the people with the best ideas, which are your customers, your employees, and you. And the third session is called Implement, which is putting your ideas into practice. And that's actually creating an innovation plan for your business. So this webinar is useful for lots of people. If you work in a highly competitive industry, if you want to attract, motivate, and retain the best people in your organization, if your business or industry is already going through change, or you want to future-proof your organization for the coming year and beyond, then you'll find this webinar series really useful. 
and there are a number of reasons why you should attend. You'll understand some of the big global changes which are affecting us all, which means that you can take advantage of them as opportunities and avoid the risks and the threats. You'll also learn what most of your competitors don't know, so you're going to get a competitive edge ahead of them. You get the chance to ask me questions live on the webinars, so you get your real questions answered. And I won't be holding anything back. I'll answer in as much detail as I have in the time available. And you can email me in between the sessions if you want to bounce ideas off me or ask me further questions. And I've been doing this for a long time. You tap into my 15 plus years of experience in helping people understand the future. So you're going to learn from real businesses and get practical, relevant ideas that you can put into your business. And finally, there is some really cool stuff happening. So come along to the webinar series and I'll show you what's on the horizon for both your professional life and your personal life as well. And as I said, I want to make this interactive and really highly practical. So my goal is that you're going to build a blueprint for your business. And at the end of the three weeks, you're going to walk out with some ideas that you can use straight away to propel your organization forward. And you're going to have a plan to put those ideas into action. So if you'd like to register, go to gihanperera.com and sign up. There's a big button on the home page on the right-hand side. The first webinar is on Thursday the 14th of January, and then they're a week apart. But even if you miss that one or one or two, you still get all the recordings so you can catch up. So go to gihanperera.com and sign up and get a kickstart to innovation for your business for 2016. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and found something valuable for your personal and your professional life. And if you did get some value from it, I'd love it if you could do me a favor and give me a review and a rating in the iTunes store. And that helps to promote it to other people as well. And if you want me to share ideas like this live at your next conference, check out my speaking topics at gihanperera.com. You can also find out about my mentoring programs if you're interested in one-on-one work for yourself or your teams. And I also run a membership site for leaders to help with creating an online footprint, for marketing your business, for getting things done in a chaotic world, and for delivering more magnetic messages. You can find out more at egurus.info. That's E-G-U-R-U-S dot info. And if you do want to engage with me in other ways, again, go to gihanperera.com, where you can find my blog, my newsletter, my podcast, videos, and webinar series. They're all free, and they're all designed to help you leverage the potential of the individuals in your organization, your team, and, of course, your own potential as well. This is Gihan Pereira. Bye for now. You've been listening to the iMatter Podcast. To subscribe, read the show notes, or leave your comments, visit iMatterPodcast.com. And remember, great minds don't think alike.